a glorious program and a glorious day. And thank you for joining us today for this beautiful half hour with you to talk about why the rapture, seven reasons for the rapture. And yesterday, I brought up a point that many may have not heard before or understood. It's taken a long time. We're talking over 50 years. I've known the Word of God and have read it over and over and over. And I want to explain this one point with you today, but thank you for being with us. And we're going to continue and finish the teaching because I gave you four reasons for the rapture. Now we're going to continue and finish the program. And hello, Chad, how are you? Pastor Benny, thanks for having me again. And Lord, thank you for what you're going to show us to you with the praise, the glory, and the honor. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, so you're going to start with the question. Because yesterday, I brought up a point from Matthew 25. Remember, we've been talking about reason number one is John 14, because of his love for us. And then in John 17, the Lord said, I would that they who, who... Thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they might behold my glory. So the rapture is going to happen because God loves, the Son of God loves this church and wants to be with them and they with him. Number two. Number two is for the resurrection of the saints. Mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 4. That when the Lord returns, we will be resurrected. They who are asleep will not be asleep anymore. Reason number three is that we would be transformed physically like him, it says in Philippians 3.20. And then I give the fourth reason, and that's where we stop, but we're going to reread that again. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. So uh, Matthew 25, I want to start with verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. Whenever you see that portion of not knowing the day or hour, it's about rapture. Why? Because everyone will know when the visible return will happen because after seven years of supernatural manifestations on earth, everyone will know there's a God in heaven. Everyone will know he's about to judge the world because think about this. There'll be no, no, no atheists during the tribulation. Why? Because they're going to see Elijah. They're going to see Moses or Enoch, I believe come calling far from heaven, bringing forth plagues on earth, the whole globe will be affected by the coming. They're going to see him killed by Antichrist and resurrected and ascend. <laughs> so nobody's going to be is, is going an atheist after that. Right. And all the signs and wonders being done even by the false prophet who will be also calling far from heaven. A lot of supernatural things going on for seven years. So we know that the visible return will be expected. That's why the armies of Antichrist will come to stand and oppose the second coming, the visible return. When we talk about the second coming, we're talking about two events. Event number one, rapture. No man knows day or hour for the rapture. Second event, visible return. So wherever you read, no man will know the hour, day or hour, it's the rapture. And the reason is because before the rapture, it'll be like the days of Noah. Everybody's going to be having a great time in their eyes. And like I said earlier, people always thought wars, rumors of wars and troubles. Correct. These, these things have come. They'll go. They'll come. They'll go. They'll intensify as they come and then go again and come back, you know, and come back again. But the Lord made it very clear. It'll be as the days of Noah. They were eating, drinking, 
marrying, giving in marriage, building and prospering. People were buying and selling, that's prosperity. So it'll be a time of relaxation, a time of everything is good. When they say peace, peace, it says then sudden destruction. So that's why it says don't be deceived because people cannot be deceived during a time of <laughs> war. <laughs> They're all praying. You know, when, when war hits and tragedy uh, hits, people think about God. But when there's peace and it's false peace, false security, people are deceived easily. So this is rapture. Then he says, for the kingdom of heaven, verse 14, I'm reading Matthew 25, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants, this is about preachers, and delivered unto them his goods, uh, his goods, the gifts of the spirit, the anointing. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his ability, and straight away took his journey. So it says he gave, he gave gifts unto men after his resurrection, and then he ascended. And he that had received the five talents traded with the same and made other five talents, and the same with the men who had two. But the one that had received one went and hid it in the earth, digged it in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, verse 19, the Lord of those servants, uh, it's not talking about unbelievers here, or your average Christian, it's talking about preachers, comes to reckon with them. So that's reason number four. The rapture has to happen for the Lord to come and reckon with his servants, uh, not his people, his servants. And he that had received the five talents came and said, Lord, you gave me five talents here, I've gained more. He said, well done, good faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then had the one who received the two talents came and said, Lord, there's two more. I've gained more, uh, more talents. Well done, faithful servant. I'm going to make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But the third one, it says he came and said, no, I, 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 I knew you were a hard man. You reap where you didn't sow and so forth. You gather where you didn't, you know, straw or scatter seed. I was afraid and I went and hid my, your talent in the earth. And here it is. He said, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap what I didn't sow and gather what I, what I did not scatter. You ought to have put my money into the exchanges and then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, give it to him which had the ten. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into where outer darkness so i brought the point is here is a preacher who is in the presence of god and rejected yeah because of unfaithfulness so you want to ask me how could this be you want to ask me again yes sir i was i was asking you um was he rejected when, before the before, rapture or after the rapture before the rapture or after the rapture uh -huh. yes yeah that was a very and it's a very confusing matter because most Christians don't think about people being rejected after the rapture. Right. I think so some will miss the rapture for being not walking with God with fire in their hearts, like the five 
virgins with no oil in their, in their, in their lamps. But you've got here a preacher who is standing in the presence of God. He was not thrown out from the world. He was thrown out from the presence of God. Yeah. He said, take, take the unprofitable servant and cast him out into outer darkness, which means he wasn't in darkness before that. He was in the presence of God. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That lines up with Matthew 7, 21. Let's go to it. Yes, sir. Okay. And this has nothing to do, I want to repeat, this has nothing to do where we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's for the church, not for the servants, yeah. not for the preachers. This is a time of reckoning, not a time of judging. He came to reckon with his servants, not his people, not his church. So I know it created questions yesterday in someone's mind, like, how could this be? Well, let's look at Matthew, another portion, Matthew 7, 21. Okay, many will say when. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, No, wait, wait, in that day. Many will say in that day. What is that day? The rapture. Read that again. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. All right, now let's stop here. Let's stop. And you asked me, you want to ask me again, but you were asking, and I had thought that years ago, that this is the going to happen in a visible return. Yeah. But it's not because of one very clear word. Jesus had just said, he, he was talking there about entering into the straight gate. Okay? But then he said, many will come to me in that day. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord. Well, who's going to say to him, Lord, Lord, except those who had confessed that he is their Lord. They claim him as a Lord. But they won't live in the life of obedience and authority. Shall enter into the kingdom. Look, look, let's just make it clear. We are going to meet him in the air before we enter into the kingdom, before we enter into heaven. The dead in Christ will arise, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And in the air, our bodies will be, our vile bodies will be transformed to be like his body. Philippians 3, 20 and 21 says that. So before they enter into the kingdom, they will be reckoned with. What have you done with what I gave you? Yeah. And people don't realize there's a time of reckoning. So the rapture is because he loves his people to raise her, them from, 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 from the dead, to give us new bodies. But it's a time of reckoning also with the servants, not the people. Right. So 
read for us verse 21 and on. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's it. So that's going to happen where? Not on earth. This is not going to happen in the visible return seven years after the tribulation. I've been saying it. I'll say it again and again. When we come, when we talk about the coming of the Lord, we talk about two stages, rapture and then visible return. They're two separate events, two separate events with different reasons and results. There's seven reasons for the rapture and many reasons for the visible return that deal with Israel, not the church. Wow. Okay, we'll talk about that some, on, on another program. But this is very important to understand that it is possible to be rejected after you're in the presence of the Lord. Why would Paul say, if I don't put my body on the subjection, I'll be cast away? We just read it right here right. in Matthew 7. Okay, let's go to the fifth reason. So let's go to 2 Timothy 4, 8, because we got to do this before we say goodbye. And the fifth reason the Lord is coming in the rapture is to give rewards. Remember number one, he loves us. Yeah. Number two, the raising of the dead. Number three, transformation of the body. Number four, reckoning with the servants. Number five now, to give rewards. So let's read 2 Timothy 4 verse 8. Yes. Oh, I'm loving this. <laughs> Sorry about that, but let's go. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. What does love his appearing means? Rapture. 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 Mm. Because the... the the world is not going to love his appearing. They're going to stop it. They'll right. try to stop it and be destroyed. Yeah. But we love his appearing. We love his appearing. Yeah. Hallelujah. So in that rapture, there'll be the giving of crowns, rewards. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Not only to me, but also to them that love his appearing. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 4. 1 Peter 5, 4. Talks about the same, the same thing here. Yeah. Okay? So let's go. And would you read that for me? 1 Peter 5, verse 4 says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. And appear means rapture here. Those who love his appearing. And it says chief shepherd, meaning yeah. we're the sheep. Right. He's appearing to the sheep. Right. When the chief shepherd, the word sheep, shef, uh, shepherd means there are sheep that are waiting for him. Right. Shall appear to a sheep, you'll receive a crown of glory. So, all right, that's number five. Number six is a glorious uh, reason for the, for the rapture also. That's first, that's a, second Thessalonians 1.10. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10 is the next reason for 
the rapture. Okay, let's go. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Okay, now, if you read that portion, it talks about the visible return first, it says. And in verse 7, And to you are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Mm. Whenever you read about mighty angels, it's the visible return. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. That's visible return. That's seven years after tribulation. That obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power. Now, that is the second part of the second coming. But the first part of the second coming is mentioned in verse 10, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. Cannot be the same, can be the same event. Because the saints will come with him with the second event. Here he comes to be glorified in his saints to be admired in all them that believe in that day. Rapture of the church. So, number six, the Lord is coming to be glorified in the saints and to be marveled at. That's what the word admired means. To be marveled at. Thank you, Jesus. In all them that believe. Okay, now let's go to Matthew 25 and we're going to give you the seventh reason and then I'm going to say a few things. I may have a few extra minutes to talk about. So let's go to Matthew 25, verse 10. Matthew 25, verse 10 and read for us, Chad. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Yeah. Now, he came to what? He came to, it says, the Lord is coming to be united in marriage with his bride, the church. Mm. So, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Mm. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage. The door was shut. So, let's talk about the bride of Christ a little bit. But here's the seventh reason. The seventh the reason is the Lord is coming in the rapture to be united with his church in marriage with his bride to celebrate the great marriage supper mentioned, by the way, in the scriptures. That's mentioned in Revelation 19, by the way. Let's just go to Revelation 19. Let's look Uh, verse 7 to verse 9. Then I'm going to take you all to Ephesians 5. We're going to compare it with Ephesians 5, uh, 23 to to, to 32, which is powerful. But let's also read Revelation 19, 7 through 9, please. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she would be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. 
and I fell at his feet to worship him. He said to me, See thou do it not, I am your fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I love that. Now, the reason I added this in is because the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be an amazingly glorious event. Glorious, beyond words. And it would be so such a an awesome event that when John saw it, he fell and worshipped an angel. He was so struck by the glory of it. He was so excited by what God showed him, he fell at the feet of the angel. And the angel said, don't do it. I'm your fellow servant. Worship God. So it shows you what, 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 he, what he saw must have moved him so greatly. It moved him to worship. But he, he worshiped an, an angel and was rebuked. Think about something erupted out of his being. Yeah. I will never forget being in Switzerland one time when I saw the beauty of Lausanne and Geneva, Lake Geneva. Praise erupted out of me immediately. There's something in us that just, that like explodes when we see God's glory in nature. Hmm. When we went to Mount Sinai, I, I wish you were there with me. We were tired, physically tired. We've been driving all day from Israel to Sinai, like 11 hours drive. We get there about 11 p.m. and we start climbing Mount Sinai. And here in, in with tired bodies, we saw the Milky Way. We didn't know it was so clear there. All of us erupted in praise with loud voices with tears falling down our faces. We were so taken by the glory of God in his creation, we began singing, give thanks with a grateful heart, crying and screaming it as we're singing. We're not just singing. Awesome. We were shouting in song, give thanks with a grateful heart. And we're crying at the same time. Wow. The, human, the human heart can't hold praise in when they see glory. See what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So John saw glory and he just, wham, he began worshiping. And didn't know that that the the angel was was going to rebuke him. He just wanted to worship. Wow! What a moment when we see Jesus. Think about the glory that's going to hit us. Think about the praise that will erupt out of our hearts in the rapture. Wow! Isn't that glorious? So, let's quickly look before we say bye. Um, Ephesians five. Ephesians five. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your glory and mercy. Okay, so the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is such a beautiful portion here. The husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Savior of the body, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and so forth. But I love what it says in verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself, that's why the rapture, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. It should be holy and without blemish. And marriage is only an image of that day of union. For it says in verse 32, this is a great mystery, 
I speak concerning Christ and the church because it says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, become one flesh, meaning on that day we shall be one with him. When we shall see him, we shall be like him as he is. So rapture, not only marriage, but this is the time we become one in marriage. Marriage means unity. Marriage means one flesh. Yeah. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh on that day. So think about what I'm telling you. That the seventh reason for the rapture, not only that there is a wedding, but we shall become one with him in that wedding. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. That he might present it to himself. Wow. A glorious church after sanctifying and cleansing the church with the word, you know, present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. This is where they get, the, the idea started with the, with the bride walking down the aisle to be presented to the bridegroom. It's all, it was a, it's a picture of the rapture. Wow. So every time you're in a wedding, think about that. It's only a, cheap imitation of the rapture will be presented to the Lord as the bride of Christ. No spot or wrinkle. Thank you, Lord. Holy without blemish. And we shall be one with the Lord and shall be like him as he is, flesh of his flesh, born of his born. And Lord, you are able to keep us from falling. Yes, Lord and to present us before your throne, glorious throne, without blame, blameless, Lord, blameless, with joy, with joy, not with shame, not with fear, with joy. Perfect love casteth out all fear, knowing your love will deliver us from fear. Lord, I pray that every one of us will be ready for that day. Not one of us will miss, will miss your will for our life. Not one of us will walk away from the hope set before us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Amen. Come. Can we just lift our hands and say, Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Come, precious Lord Jesus. I give you the praise. I wanted to pray for Chad. I'm sending him the next few days to the, to, to the Middle East. He's going to minister the gospel. This is his first trip. There'll be others after that. The Lord has called him to the, that part of the world because that's where we come from. He's from Jordan. I'm from Israel. We come from the same culture. And we were speaking, I was speaking recently at a conference uh, Arabic conference in Toronto and we and I knew in my heart that that conference will open the door for him because that's why he's 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 with me he's not with me just to assist me as he'll continue for years to come but he is here because God has a call on his life a lot of the people who've worked with me in the past today are pastors of churches and have large ministries many many of them John Bevere and others like him used to work, used to be in our in our ministry. I was watching yesterday uh, 
fact, it, it aired on, on, on social media when I prayed for John and his wife, Lisa, on a Sunday morning. Wow. The power of God came upon him, and now the Lord is using John in a beautiful way. And others like him, not just John, yeah. and uh, who have, some of them have large churches. Yeah. And to Jesus be the praise. Yeah. I can never touch the, the glory. I take no credit for it whatsoever. But this is the next one now. He's going to the, to the Arab world to preach to the Arabs. And I pray that the Lord will also uh, send a wife his way <laughs> that he needs right now. <laughs> and the people of God said, Amen. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. And let's do it with joy in our hearts and love deep in our being for the yeah. Lord. Because, you know, when we love, we give. That's just normal. And help us keep doing what we're doing, will you? And by the way, doors are swinging open internationally for me in a massive way right now. Yeah. And I am accepting many of them. In fact, I'm going to Poland soon. I'll be ministering in Poland to a lot of the Ukrainian people that uh, left Ukraine, and we're going to Portugal, we're going to Africa, that's coming from everywhere, I love it, but I want to be also careful with my body, I'm 70 years old now, so yeah. I don't want to travel like I used to, I was then you know, traveling once a week, now I'm going to choose where I go, but I'll be with you every day, no matter where I am in the world, I'm going to be with you, so let's keep supporting the Lord's work, and thank you, I say from my heart, thank you for being there for us being there for the Lord's work, because it's really His work, not ours. Yeah. And Lord, bless them as they, as they sow seed in your work. Bless them, honor them, and, and multiply the seed they sow to their Lord, and let them know the blessings of heaven on their life. Like Isaac, let them see a hundred percent, a hundredfold return, yeah. Lord, in Jesus' name financially. Bless them and their children with no lack but abundance in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, you can sow right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benhim.org. We're upgrading our website. We're upgrading. We're actually just hired a company, and it's very exciting what's happening with it. So watch for some new things on our website. But you can give on our website today, or just simply text BHM45777. Much love, and I'll see you again. Bye-bye.